Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy. And this is Chuck. And this is the Robinette's Nest. And you know what we're going to talk about today, boys and girls? Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Last time we gave you a sneak peek and said that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And here we are. And I said, wasn't there a rhyme for Lizzie Borden? And I had to look it up. And there was. And I remember saying it as a kid, but, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, so I don't remember it. So here we go. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. So unfair. So I want to kind of give you the background of Lizzie Borden. Here we go. And that whole historic element, because it's as every story does, every legend does, it shifts throughout. Sure. You know, especially it's such a Lizzie Borden house is so connected to paranormal teams absolutely and historical you know people interests right people but mainly you know those that want to paranormally maybe solve the crime solve the crime or find the ghost of lizzie borden or her parents or whoever right so in december of 1845 andrew borden 23 married sarah morse and moved into the house In Fall River, Massachusetts, he later purchased this home. Then Lizzie was born. Sarah Borden was Lizzie and her older sister Emma's mother. And um, she passed away. So Sarah passed away, the mother. A couple years later, Andrew Borden remarried. His new wife is called Abby Gray. So actually the rhyme is already wrong because she... It wasn't, wasn't mom. her mom. No. But I guess you was saying stepmom gave her stepmom 40 wicks. So Lizzie called her stepmother mother, mother or Mrs. Borden <laughs> most all of the time. And then Bridget Sullivan, who was an Irish immigrant, began working in the Borden house a couple years after the marriage. This is important. Remember Bridget. Bridget. Bridget's important. Don't forget Bridget. So in 1891, there was a daytime robbery of cash and jewelry at the Borden's home. They, Emma, Lizzie, and Bridget were all home at the time. Lizzie had been earlier accused of shoplifting. So she already had this like mischievous personality. Lizzie was a bad girl. She really wasn't though. So, but. They said that, you know, she would lash out because, you know, her dad was angry. Yeah. Angry young lad. In May or June of 1892. So Lizzie loved animals a lot. Mm -hmm. And she, let me back up. So her father was very wealthy. Okay. They were very wealthy. They had cash. Okay. He was also a jerk. Yes. And so she kept, Lizzie kept a barn of pigeons that she loved. A barn of pigeons. Andrew took a hatchet and killed all of them. Wow, what a son of a... The pigeons roosted in the barn loft that Lizzie maintained for their benefit. 
and he used a hatchet to kill all of these in the family barn. Obviously, Lizzie was upset, right? Yeah. Following a family disagreement right after that, Lizzie and Emma left and traveled to New Bedford. And then Abby and Andrew woke up complaining of a stomach sickness. They visited the doctor and suggested that she might have been poisoned. Oh. They thought, not the doctor. The doctor's like, no, no, you're fine. Right, right. But they're like, I bet you Lizzie poisoned us. Dun, dun, dun. Because Lizzie reportedly tried unsuccessfully to buy poison mm. at the drugstore. So then they had a, you know, back in the day, even when my mom and dad were like youngish, they always had people who rented rooms. What they yeah, call boarding houses. Board, boarders, yeah. So they had borders at the Bordens. <laughs> Borders at the Bordens. That makes sense. So John Morse was one of them. And um, Lizzie visited Alice Russell and talked forebodingly about the household activities. She said she feared poisoning and that her father had enemies and that she had seen suspicious characters around the house. She was afraid that someone would do something, Okay, she, she said. So on August 4th, 1892, about 7 a.m., Abby, Andrew, and John Morse had breakfast. Afterwards, Morse and Andrew went to the sitting room. Abby began to clean up. Bridget Sullivan, remember? Important Bridget. character. Yeah. Goes to the backyard. The Irish and grows up. Morse leaves about 8.45. Libby has a light breakfast. And a few minutes later, Andrew leaves the house, taking some letters with him that Lizzie asked him to mail. Abby goes upstairs to continue Klaus cleaning. Bridget is outside cleaning windows. Sometime during the next hour, Abby is killed in the guest room. 19 hatchet blows to the back of the head. Andrew Borden returns home carrying a small parcel. Bridget Sullivan lets Andrew into the house. Bridget. Bridget. As she hears a muted laugh from upstairs, Lizzie visits her father briefly, telling him that Abby had received a message and had left the house. But mm. she's dead. Upstairs. But she's dead upstairs. Yeah. Andrew lies down on the sitting room and Bridget goes to rest in her attic room. Andrew calls for Bridget, saying someone had killed her father. Lizzie tells a neighbor that she'd been in the barn looking for her pigeons. <laughs> no, irons, which are sinkers for a fishing trip at the time of the murder. Police are notified. Now, Bridget goes to the police department. Okay. And they don't want to talk to her. Because she's an Irish immigrant. And they never, she walks right past the police. Nobody questions her. Nobody nobody knows if there was blood on her, if there was blood on her hand. No one notices her at all. Because she's never questioned. 1892. Dozens of policemen troop in and out of the Borden's home. It is a CSI disaster. Blood everywhere. Doctors perform postmortem on the bodies on their dining room table. Oh, sure. Why not? Lizzie's interrogated. She speaks in a detached manner. When Fleet calls Abby her mom, she says she's not my mother. She's my stepmother. She's not my real mother. And she's not. Right? Right. 
So she's criticized by the police. She's criticized by the newspapers. A funeral service for Andrew and Abby is held in the board and home. Emma observes Lizzie burning her blue corduroy dress in a kitchen fire. In an inquest closed to the public, it's held to consider who murdered them. Andrew and Abby, who murdered them? Who killed them? August 11th, Lizzie is arrested. She pleads not guilty. She's moved to the jail. She has a trial. They come back not guilty. She lives a long time until she's 67. And she dies eight days later. Her sister dies. Emma dies. Both women were buried in the family plot. She didn't live in that home. She ended up living in the home that her mom and dad, her real mom and dad. Real mom had lived in. So, okay, going back and just going over this really quickly. Yeah. We got Bridget. She gets hired. She's staying as a boarder at the house. She's the Irish immigrant. Yeah. Mother, Lizzie's mother's dead. Yeah. Real mother. Yeah. Dad's a jerk. Kills her pigeons. Dad's a jerk. Real, 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 real jerk. jerk. Sister. She's got a sister, Emma. Yeah. And who was Abby? Uh, the stepmother. Stepmother, right. Yeah, yeah. She called mother or just yeah, Mrs. Or Borden. Stepmom or Mrs. Borden. Yeah. So everyone ends up hacked up or dead. Well, not, not everybody. Not everybody two, people. <laughs> two people. Well, that's, that's almost everybody. Okay. And they blame Lizzie. Yeah. But she has a trial and she was found not guilty. Correct. So the, the story has always gone through history that she was an outcast. She was actually a very gregarious, outgoing girl. That's actually untrue. But when a town looks at you suspiciously, yeah. you kind of become a hermit. There are other suspects, though. Right. So let's go to these other suspects. Other suspects. David Anthony. Who's that? David was the local gentleman that was vying for Lizzie's affection. He had gone to her father and asked for his hand. Her hand, her in, hand marriage. in marriage. And... Daddy must have said Daddy no. Daddy said no. Well, that's a good reason to give him 41 wax. So there you go. So we have that. Then we have um, John. John Morse. The, the one that bordered. The border. So John Morse was the brother-in-law to Andrew Borden. And to Emma and Lizzie, he was Uncle John. Uncle John. On the night before the murder, John came to visit, visiting with nothing more than the suit on his back. Andrew had requested an in-person chat with him to discuss business. The chat turned into an argument as John had lost money in a joint livestock venture. Andrew was infuriated. That night, John slept in the guest room that would later be the room where Abby was killed. When John left the house the next morning, it could have, they never know when he left. Hmm. So it could have been John John. Morse. There's John. Um, And then... There's Hiram Harrington. Now, doesn't that sound like a villain? Pretty much so. Hiram was Andrew Borden's brother-in-law, having married Andrew's only sister, Lorena. Don't know who Lorena is. This is no a whole idea. new cast of character. No idea. Um. Oh, this. so this is Andrew's sister's husband. I'm getting really confused. Andrew died. Andrew got killed. He's yeah. the father. He's the jerk. 41 wax. And he 
This is his brother-in-law. Okay. Brother-in-law. So apparently he was taken, he was kind of suspicious and he pretty much said that Andrew deserved it. Maybe. So. And then you have motives. Right. Lizzie could have done it because he hacked. The pigeons. Killed the pigeons with a hatchet. Said she couldn't get married. Couldn't get married to Romeo. Could be. There's also William Borden. It's believed that Andrew Borden had an illegitimate son, Billy. This son was angry with his father over money issues because he wouldn't treat him as his son and because he never he, gave him any money. He was illegitimate. Yeah. And this is 1892. But Lizzie took pity on him and they say maybe she covered it up for him. I don't know. I mean, looking back, let's, you know, go, let's, different. let's go back to the beginning. Daddy had a lot of money. Daddy had a lot of money. What happened to that money? The, the girls got it. So the girls got the cash. Yeah. They got the inheritance. So that could have been motive for either one of them to kill him. Probably didn't, but. Let's go back to Bridget. Let's go back to the. Amount I don't trust Bridget. Let's talk about her. On the day of the murder, Bridget was in her third floor bedroom resting after washing windows. Supposedly. When just before 11, 10 a.m., she heard Lizzie call out to her downstairs. Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Bridget was sometimes called Maggie, which happened to be the name of the previous family maid. Mm. After the investigation and trial, Bridget moved to Montana, never to be heard from again, until she was on her deathbed. Mm. Do you want to know what happened? Tell me. Bridget had a friend who had also migrated from Ireland. Mm. Bridget sent word to her that she wanted to see her and tell her something in person that had been on her chest. It was then that Bridget told that her time with the Borden's family was troubled. It was not good. And she claimed that she liked Lizzie and often took part during those troubles in the house. She caused trouble with her. She admitted that she helped Lizzie out at the trial. Minnie didn't press for information as her friend was ill, but she promised she would never tell what she had told, and she kept the promise until after Bridget had died. So there's thought that she may have killed them for Lizzie. I'm thinking, what if Bridget was having the sultry secret affair with Daddy? Could be. Could be. Hmm. So then we've got Emma Borden. We've got the eldest of the Borden children. Some believe that she had a very turbulent relationship with her father, and that drove her to kill. Emma's real mother, Sarah, died when she was just 12, leaving her to take care of her sister. Right. When their father remarried, their relationship turned icy. Yeah. And there was repeated arguments. Just months before they were killed, Andrew had gifted a portion of his real estate to various members of his family in lieu of his two children. Hmm. While this is only speculation and no evidence to support this, Lizzie took the fall instead of her sister. True. Lizzie didn't like stepmommy. And mother. Emma also had a suitor that her father did not like and would not give. He opposed this. 
I think those boarding girls are pretty wild because they got a lot of guys looking for now, them. Now, there was also a, a, a situation where, well, there's a couple different situations. There is a situation where somebody was down by the river. Down by And this the river. guy comes up and says he's all bloody. He's just got blood everywhere. Okay. And he goes, I was just at the farm and I did something really, really bad and I need help to get out of here. And the person, they believe it might have been the minister in the area, helped him get a train ticket, never asked what happened because at that time they didn't know that the Bordens had died. Mm. He thought that he had gotten into a fight with someone at the farm or something along the lines of that. Mm. So the Bordens owned most of the farms right. in the area. Because they had money. So was it some random uh, guy? Some random guy that he owed money to. Right. I mean, Daddy wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a nice man. And he probably had tons and he tons owned of most, he, he owned the town. Yeah, so he was an SOB. And not right? only, I mean, like at that time, they had, they had electricity. Mm -hmm. But his house didn't have electricity. Because he's a cheapskate. Yes. Yep. Hmm. He was just a jerk like that. Oh. So there's a lot of theories, but a lot of it goes back to Bridget and that there's a lot of mystery that revolves around her well, with being the main suspect. Well, maybe Bridget was knocking the boots with the guy that was all bloody by the river. It could be. I just don't know. You would think by now something would have came out. So that a lot of the different law schools have picked up the case to try to prove it, you know, who did it right. or who didn't do it. And it always kind of comes back with a different result. Yeah. Lizzie, to her death, said that she was not guilty. To her death, she's always said and that she, she probably was wasn't. I mean, Daddy had a lot of uh, enemies, obviously. Correct. Probably everyone in town hated him because he owned half the town. His estate was valued at $300,000, and at that time... It's equivalent to almost $9 million today. Hmm. He was also the president of Union Savings Bank. Uh-oh. So, I mean, he had a lot of money. He also prospered in caskets. Ooh, so the more people that die, the more money he makes because they all need caskets. It's true. That is wow. true. How ironic that he probably had to supply his own casket. He had to lie in his own casket. Wow. That is. I bet they put him in a pine box, too. I don't think they did. Oh, okay. So it's kind of creepy, though, because people, obviously, this has turned into like a and b right? Right. And people go there, and they spend the night there. And I did see a thing on TV. They were talking about it, or it was a documentary or something. I don't know that much about the story, but... I know the people bought it for that so people could spend the night in right. the, the boarding house. Does. Yeah. Because there are people out there that just really like freaky things like that. They do. I've always had a soft spot for Lizzie because even in school, like grade school, we would hear that rhyme. Right. right. Which, again, is so macabre that you would even say that as like a third grader or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but I've always felt like she got... I don't know. My psychic detective self does not think that Lizzie Borden did it. I don't. I doubt it too. 
I don't. No, Although little... I don't know if, if my dad killed all my pigeons with a hatchet. I would say, you know, monkey see, monkey do. What's good for the, you know. Well, the only other weird thing is the mysterious illnesses that had stricken the household that they think Lizzie was trying to poison, poison them. Well, that's, um, one way that's the other thing. Um, you know, and, and she inquired about the different things. She said it was to clean furs or to clean, you know, clothing that she had had. <sighs> so, you know, I can see why the suspicion goes to her. That well, could have been a sister. It could have been Bridget. It could have been, could have been a lot of people. I know. That's what's so And confusing. we don't know. We will and we may never find out. Never know. The world may never know. So then there was a suspicion that. Oh, don't get it more confused. Let's do it. That Lizzie was committing the murders after being caught to have a lesbian tryst with oh, the maid. With the maid, with Bridget. Yes. Well, shouldn't Bridget have kind of let the cat out of the bag on her deathbed? Yeah. And she didn't. No. Again, this is 1892, and I don't think lesbians are well accepted. In her later years, Lizzie was rumored to be a lesbian, but there was no such speculation about Sullivan, who found other employment after the murders and later married a man she met while working as a maid in Montana. Hmm. So, hmm. so Lizzie had a beau. She had a boyfriend. Yeah. Asked Daddy for the hand in marriage. Dad said, "Nope, not happening. Not pal. Nope, no way, Bucko." Nope. So that was the only boyfriend she had. She never you know, married. She never married. There was suspicion, but they also said, "I mean, how do you go on a first date and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm Lizzie Borden.' I'm Lizzie Borden. <laughs> I gave my mother forty lakhs. Huh? When I knew what I had done, I gave my daddy forty-one. So you know." It's bad uh, enough that I go on first dates and I say, by the way, I'm a but, psychic. But think about it. You know, there could have been, I mean, if these people are actually spending big money to spend the night in the Lizzie Borden house, mm-hmm. there's probably some real freaks out there that would have thought, wow, I'm, I'm hanging out with a serial killer, you know? Sure. I don't know. That's the other theory. At that time, there were numerous serial killers in the area. Oh, so it could have been anybody. It could have been. Could have been anyone. Lizzie did stop going by Lizzie. She went by Lizbeth. Lizbeth. So. Lizbeth Borden. And she ended up buying a new house that she dubbed Maplecroft. And if I was her and she got money from when daddy died, I'd have gotten the hell out of Dodge and started her life somewhere else. She didn't. She stayed. She was ostracized by the society. Obviously. But she stayed nearby. Hmm. She was accused a couple times of shoplifting after that. She did well, have a know, little... She had a little bit, a little tick wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone's but got a little something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, Doesn't mean that she's going to take an axe and kill her family. But She actually, she died in 1927. She died after she had her gallbladder removed. And she died of pneumonia. Hmm. Sad but Which true. really sad. Yeah. She was all of, you know, 60-something years old, and her sister was 76. Wouldn't it have been, like, apropos if she, like, was carrying an axe or a knife down the stairs and fell and ended up whacking herself? That didn't happen, though. 
No. She was worth over $250,000, which is equivalent to $5 million today. So then why was she shoplifting? Because she had problems. She's got issues. The poor yeah. girl had issues. Poor Elizabeth. She had issues. She had. So the rhyme has a less well-known second verse. Oh, tell me the second verse. Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. But she didn't. Exactly. Wow. So just like Poe, you know, she's kind of got a... Got a bad rap. Well, and she also has a cult following. Oh, of course she does. So, you know... Like Charles Manson or anybody else. There's been movies, you know, books. There's been... People are fascinated by stuff like that. We're talking about it, so... There's plays... I want to see the Lizzie Borden play. That sounds like fun. Maybe it's a high school musical. I was just going to say the Lizzie Borden musical. Lizzie Borden musical. I mean, did they... We got the theme song. We do. Isn't there a group called Thin Lizzie? Is that after after her? Yeah, there was a group. Yeah, Well, well, yeah, I don't think they were around in 1892. But yeah, but he's dead too. But I don't think he was died by, you know, Axe. But yeah, Thin Lizzie was a band. Jailbreak, that was a big song of theirs. And the boys are back in town. That was another hit. She was mentioned by Agatha Christie. Well, of course. She didn't miss her novels. And in, you know, obviously other situations. Hmm. So, I don't know. The world may never know. I would like to go to the house. I don't know if I'd stay the night, though. I don't think you'd get much sleep. I'm, I'm sure it costs a pretty penny. Probably. I mean, they I do... mean, obviously, people, I, I know that they bought it to make money, obviously. Well, the person that recently, most recently had owned it, and she used to, like, dress up like Lizzie Borden, she unfortunately just recently passed away. She was a very nice lady. So I think that the house went back up for the mark, up on the market, and now it is... Don't um, you think you got to be a little bit touched in the head? In order to buy the place because it was the Lizzie Borden house. And then you're going to dress up like her. I think a lot of people fall in love with the story. And some people want to protect the history of it or tell the history of it. We've seen it at a lot of different B&Bs that we've been to. That's true. In a lot of famous places. We saw it in Savannah where people said, I'm so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And pretend that they're whatever going with Robert the history. Robert E. Lee's wife yeah. in the past life or what have you. You know, so I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that are in the right mind for it. But maybe they had a past life connection. Maybe they have a soul connection that they want to kind of put the Could pieces. Be. Interestingly enough, like I have a connection to Edgar Allan Poe. And I don't want to own... You know, a Poe house. No. I have a connection to um, the Salem Witch Trials. And I have a, like, sixth generation grandparent that was on trial for being a witch. And um, Parsons, Mary Parsons. Right. And I don't really want to go visit her. She's got a house that you can tour. I don't know why. I just don't feel a connection to that. But I and think some people might. And we were in Salem. But we yeah. Didn't see it. We did not. It's outside of Salem. Oh. Um, but that is because she had a farm outside of Salem. We did see the Poe house. 
wasn't that where he was born? We did. It was in a bad neighborhood of Baltimore. No, that's not where he was born. Oh. That's just one of the houses. Oh, one of the houses. In. Yeah. Because he died there. That's, right. That, he didn't grow. He, he grew died up in a bunch in of Bell's different places. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But I'm happy in my secluded little house in the country right now. <laughs> it doesn't have a torrid. Doesn't have a bad past. No one was mass murdered here. We've had that conversation. Would you buy a house or rent an apartment that you knowingly know, knew that had a tragic murder? Murder? No. Someone, I mean, we had a house when we lived in Livonia. The, the man that owned it had a heart attack and yep. the living room. But I mean, I'm. But I'm no, not somebody they got met, you know, shot or yeah, axed up or whatever. Either. No, I don't think so. I don't think I would. Nah, I don't like to do it. Well, thanks for chatting Lizzie Borden with me, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let us know. Who do you think do killed you think? Lizzie Borden's Who's guilty? parents? And do you think that it's Lizzie? We might have to get the pendulum out and yeah, hold we're a seance. Have a seance. There we go. My name's Christy. And <laughs> I'm Chuck. I believe in you. Peace. Adios. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.